Hello and welcome to Pretty Cure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we try to watch the entire Pretty Cure franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, Chippo. And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy. And today we are talking about episode 3 of Futari Wa Pretty Cure. Who's the new TA? Or, Beware of the Cute Student Teacher. Cute may be relevant to your tastes, concerning who the teacher, student teacher is. Yeah, um, it's up for debate. Yeah, we open on a scene of Pissard being chewed out by Jakku King once again, because he has failed once again to do his only job, which is get the remaining two prism stones. He tries to say that the place, like Earth, is full of a power known as the power of creation. Which is the first time we're hearing this word used to describe. And that he wanted to bring this energy to Jakku King. And Jakku's like, alright, where's the energy? Yeah, Pissard's doing a very bad job of serving the dark dude. Yeah, he's like, uh, well, I don't have it. Yeah, and this time you can see more of Jakku King, like, where he is. He seems to be, like, risen up from, like, the earth itself. Like, there's, like, this, like, split. Mm-hmm. He's also very giant. Like, he's a very giant man. And he threatens Pissard, saying, If you mess up, you know what's gonna happen. You're gonna get murdered. He doesn't say you're gonna get murdered, but you can assume from the way the shadows creep up on Pissard that his days are numbered if he doesn't actually do his job. Yeah. But we move on to a more relatable situation where Nagisa is walking to school. The scene is quiet as she's walking with her friends. Like there's no sound for a moment as you watch. And Nagisa is thinking once again about what happened last episode. How they were attacked by Pissard again and how he wants the stones. And she seems to be, like, kind of down about it. But then she- Yeah. She also doesn't seem to know what's going on with the stones, which is relatable for me, because I actually have no idea what the deal is with them. Yeah. And Meeple and Mipple really haven't said anything about the stones. They, they've been mentioned, but, like, they really haven't explained everything. They're, they're really dealing out the information about what's going on very slowly to Nagisa and Honoka. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you don't want to overwhelm the people who need to defend the planet for it, or defend the gems for you. Maybe, but if I was picked as a pretty cure, I think I would want to have all the information up front so I know it, what's going on. But then her mind starts drifting to a boy, and lo and behold, that boy appears. And he starts running at her saying, oh I'm sorry I made you wait. And I feel so sorry for Nakisa, because it's one of those moments where you think someone's talking to you, or like one of those times where someone's like, you think someone's waving at you, but really, it's the person behind you. 
Ah, yes, that's the relatable social anxiety content that I had noted down. Also, I'm not sure why she thinks he's talking to her anyway. Like, no offense to her, but I don't think they really know each other at this point. That, speaking from experience, that does not make a difference. <laughs> that's true. But it is his friend that's standing behind her. And he kind of run past her, and they walk off, and she's kind of like, Ha ha ha! What was I thinking? And now we get to meet the principal and the vice principal. I actually wasn't sure if this guy was the vice principal at first, because there's a moment when they're talking with each other where the, where the subtitles and the audio don't line up correctly, because the subtitles are still going, when the vice principal starts talking. So I thought the vice principal was calling the principal both the principal and the vice principal. So I had to watch it again. Hmm. I didn't see the first time they referred to him as the vice principal, so I just assumed he was another teacher. Yeah. Cause they're talking about the weather like, oh it's nice out now because it's spring, but it's still cold because it's spring. And you can tell that this vice principal is a really kiss-ass kind of guy because he's just saying whatever he thinks the principal wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Funny, because he's like, you're just saying whatever you think I want you to say. And he's like, oh, it's an honor, sir. And the principal's like, no, it, that wasn't a compliment, you fool. <laughs> but they do talk about how they're getting a new student teacher, which is weird because later we learn that there's more than one student teacher, so it, I think it's weird that people are just talking about one of them instead of that there are multiple coming to the school. Yeah, I agree. I was not expecting there to be like five of them. Yeah. And the vice principal says, which kind of goes to a joke later on in the episode, saying how he was a wonderful student teacher when he was younger. Yeah, and the principal's like, younger? You were younger? <laughs> Oh, people were younger once. It's hard to believe. Mm, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> we cut to the class where Nagisa and her two friends, Rina and Chiho, are talking about the new student, the new student teacher. Everyone's saying that he's really cute. Nagisa's like, cute, huh? I can't wait to see what kind of person shows up. But then she gets in trouble by the teacher because the teacher's like, because the teacher was talking about the student, not student. The social studies field trip that they are going on in a month. And you can rest assured that this social studies field trip, whatever it is, is going to end up the place where another attack happens. And Nagisa, her poor... Bless her, because once again, she finds herself in a situation that I found myself in where you're not really paying attention and someone comes up to you and they're like, and you're trying to, like, pretend that you were paying attention, and like, oh, so you'll do it, won't you? And you're like, yeah. Ah, congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah. Although, the teacher says that she says yes to doing this, but Nagisa doesn't really say anything. She's like, so you'll do it. And Nagisa doesn't say anything. She's like, oh, did you hear that? She's in charge of the field trip. And I'm like, you didn't even give her time to say anything. You just decided that she's going to be in charge of it. Well, because it was obvious she wasn't actually paying attention, and this is punishment. Although the teacher's like, it's probably not the best idea to have you be in charge of the field trip. At least not alone. Yeah. So, 
you can all guess who her partner in this is. It's Honoka. Yes. I was going to say it was another one as a joke, but yeah, it's Honoka. <laughs> I'm sorry I... I stepped on your joke. It's fine. It took me too long to think of another character's name. And once that's over, you get more talk about this student teacher. I oh, I do want to say, I think maybe the teacher is secretly playing matchmaker here. Oh. Hmm. Maybe she is. Oh no, you cut out that entire sentence. I said, maybe she is. I was ah. agreeing with you. Curse you, Discord. So, we cut to Nagisa and her friends talking about the student teacher, and Rina, who has a little bit longer hair, she's talking about how she wants to go to a beauty salon. These girls are, like, really excited for this cute student teacher that they're just willing to go and get really, like, done up for this teacher. And I'm like, you girls need to calm down. How cute can he be? Yeah, also don't try to date teachers. Yeah, don't date your teachers. <laughs> Please. But they are cut off from talking about what they're going to do to look pretty for this new teacher by Honoka walking by and Meeple and Mipple getting really excited that they can sense each other. And they start, like, trying to call to each other. <laughs> yeah, these Meepos have got to chill. Yeah, I mean, I know you're in love, but you gotta calm down. <laughs> you're also supposed to be undercover. Yeah. <laughs> And Rina and Shiho don't really know what's going on. They say they hear the strange voice. And they notice that the pouches that the two of them have are the same. Oh, you have matching pouches. Hmm, suspicious. Oh no, it's just a coincidence. Ha ha ha. Anyways, now I guess I come over to my house. Yes. You know, it would be really funny if, if Nagisa's friends were like, Are they secretly dating? They have matching... Matching... Pouches. Mousing pouches. Yes. Yeah, if this case up, they're definitely going to think that within at least two episodes. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, you're spending a lot of time with Honoka, Nagisa. You have anything to say? Uh... No? I feel like Nagisa would just make it worse because she's very bad under pressure. Yeah. Which I like. <laughs> she's a very relatable character when she deals with other people. We um, learn. Oh, God. Oh, you can go ahead if you were going to say something. No, it was going to be the same thing, it looks like. Yeah, they start heading towards the house, and we get to see the good dog again, Chutaro, who I didn't realize was actually pretty big. Like, he's like half the size of them. Oh, yeah, he's a big dog. Yes. But he's so cute, and he starts licking Mipple. No, not Mipple, Meeple, which is great. Because everyone's, like, laughing at him. They're like, ha-ha. Although, I think that would have to be pretty scary, considering how tiny they are. Like, this giant tongue starts licking them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of giant tongues, that... This is the first time we go off topic, but that lick-a-tongue from the trailer for Detective Pikachu was something. Yeah. Um, I also realized, because I didn't actually watch the trailer, but I did see a screen cap of it with, like, subtitles. There was a line in that trailer that insinuates both France and Spain exist, or 
French and Spanish, like the languages, exist in the Pokemon universe. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's interesting. Yeah, Pikachu says something like, ah, this is as the French say, and then says something in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) That's interesting, because that means that France and Spain, I mean, isn't one of the regions based off France? Yeah, um, Kalos is supposed to be, like, Paris and, like, the surrounding area of France. I wonder if they speak French there. They still wouldn't call it French. That's, you're right. I mean, this confirms the theory that Pokemon's just our planet, but in the far future. Or Mm. far past. Hmm, something to think about. Mm Mm-hmm. But that Lickitung was unsettling. But I think, like, as a Pokemon-looking tongue, even, like, in the cartoon and games was kind of upsetting because this is a Pokemon with a giant tongue that, if it licks you, can paralyze you. Uh, it could have been worse. It could have been Licky Licky, which I think is worse than Lickitung. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would have been so much worse. God. Now I'm just thinking about it and how much I don't want to be thinking about it. Anyways, so we learned that at Honoka's house, it's just her and her grandmother. Yes. Her parents are overseas. She also says they have a housekeeper that... They used to have a housekeeper. The housekeeper's gone. I don't know what happened to this housekeeper, why they stopped coming around. The grandmother murdered him because he found Mipple first. Maybe. And he had to go. No, I don't think that's what happened. Uh, we also learn that the two remaining uh, prism stones are inside Meeple and Mipple's tails. Yeah. It's a froggy from Sonic Adventure situation. I've never played Sonic Adventure, so I'll take your word for it. Yeah, so in Sonic Adventure, <laughs> there's Big the Cat, and he has a best friend named Froggy, who's a frog. Like a regular frog, not like a amp anthropomorphic frog oh um froggy finds one of the chaos emeralds and eats it and then grows a tail huh i wonder if mipple and meeple also had to eat the prism stones and that's why they have those tails maybe yeah because their tails were interesting because mipple had well mipple has kind of like a devil's types tail where it's like a triangle at the end but Is it a triangle, or is it an upside-down heart? I don't remember. Oh, I think it's an upside-down heart. You're right. From a distance, it kind of looks like a triangle. Mm Mm-hmm. But, Mip... I keep getting their names mixed up. Meeple. The bad one. Yes. Has a star-shaped tail. Mm Mm-hmm. And we learn that the Prism Stones holds the power of creation. Yes, just like the Chaos Emeralds. (laughs) You know, all this time we thought... All this time you thought that Pretty Cure was a rip-off of Sailor Moon. But surprise, it's actually a rip-off of Sonic. Yes. (laughs) Honoka the Hedgehog. And this is where we get kind of information that we got last time. And we we get, like, clips from the last episode... Yes, we see Meeple and Mipple in the fields of dreams, or field of light, and 
than the Dark Kingdom or whatever they were called show up. Datsaku Zone is yes. their name. Yes, they show up and with the dark medicine clouds and they destroy the field of light. We do learn some new information that Earth is called the Field of Rainbows. I guess that makes sense why Honoka and Nagisa, when they use their powers, it's rainbows. Yeah, at least the Aurora Wave part. Black Thunder, White Thunder, and Marble Screw are both, uh, are all just sort of black and white. Yeah, and when they use that bubble to protect themselves, that was also rainbow color. Yes. It's just a lot of rainbows in this. We also learn... Um... Good. Okay. That if they get all seven of the prism stones, nothing will stop them from destroying both the f- field of rainbows and just throwing everything into darkness. That's why they need the pretty cures, the legendary warriors, to fight and protect the field of rainbows. And probably eventually getting the other five prism stones mm-hmm. back. We don't know exactly where the prism stones are, like where the ones that were taken are. I assumed maybe they're with Gaku King, like maybe inside him. Yes, I think he has eaten them. Yes, he's also. He has five tails, we just don't see them. Yes, we should. Show us the forbidden Gaku King tails. I need to see them. Uh, also, uh, Honoka's grandma shows up. Yes. And you could read this conversation in two ways. Um, she notices that um, Nagisa and Honoka have the matching phones and pouches. Yes. And mentions that, like, oh, Honoka hasn't had anyone over in quite some time. She just sort of reads on her own. Yeah. And then before she leaves, she says to Nagisa, take care of Honoka. Now, you could read that as she knows what's going on. She knows that they're a pretty cure and etc. etc. Or, Obasan thinks she's thinks they're dating. Why not? Both. Hmm. I mean, I think being pretty cure is basically dating. Yeah, I mean, they do do have to hold hands to transform and to use their powers. Yeah. Yeah. But, we cut to our favorite white-haired evil man, Hissard, as he is creepily watching people Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Dracula. (laughs) No, I wish Dracula was in this show. I think he would be a better villain than Hissard. He would also have a less unfortunate name. Yeah. He is on top of a building again, as most evil villains are, you know, you gotta pose dramatically on top of a building to watch people. And he notices students walking by, and he gets the idea, I guess, to impersonate a student teacher. Yes. Because at this point he does know who, like, what Pretty Cure looks like, and has seen them in school student outfits. Yeah, which is... Come on, girls, like, if you're gonna fight evil forces, the first rule is not to let them know 
your secret identity. And they're just running up there in their school outfits being like, hey. Well, he also saw them in the first episode where they didn't know what was going on. That's true. So Pissard really has the advantage that he knows like, what they look like. He doesn't know their names, but I don't think he needs to. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we see, um, we cut to the, I guess, school assembly where they're introducing all of the new student teachers. Yes. And we find that Pissard is replacing someone who called out with a cold. Pissard definitely just killed that man, right? Yeah, he definitely just killed that man to take his place. I got the same impression, like, he's just dead. There's no cold. Yeah. <laughs> Except for his body. Yes. I will say, the teacher, the student teacher we go to first, I think he's cute. You know, I'll give him the cute student teacher title. I mean, he's pretty plain, but, like, he's definitely better looking than, uh, Pissard. Not that mm -hmm. anyone in the show agrees with me. Because then we yeah. see... Because everyone, like, in the audience and the teacher that uh, we see, normally the female teacher, whose name, have this written down. Um. It's Yomishi Takunochi. She's very enamored with Pissard. She even says out loud, what a good looking man. Mm-hmm. And that is what she says. <laughs> And Pissard, he just stands there, like, looking for Nagisa and Honoka. He's just standing there, like, in front of the microphone, saying nothing as he's, like, intensely looking over the students. Everyone's like, are you, are you going to say something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think even the uh, principal's like, hey, you should say something. Yeah, like, come on, introduce yourself at least. And instead, he just spots Nagisa and then walks away. Nagisa does see him look at her, but instead of being like, Hey, that's the evil guy we've been fighting, she's like, Oh my god, he looked right at me. I'm like, Nagisa, no. Yeah, um, so, Pissard and... You said a Yoshimi? Yes, Yoshimi... Takanochi. Yeah, Yosh yeah, so Yoshimi and Pissard are both walking, and Yoshimi is trying to flirt. But Pissard is not much of a people person. No, he's continuing to just walk and say nothing. She's not really, like, deterred by his silence. She's kind of like... Ah, he's a young one who's embarrassed. Yes. Which is interesting, because he doesn't really look like he's embarrassed, but, you know. But, eventually, he does stop to mind-control her. Yeah, he just pokes her in the forehead, and suddenly she's mind-controlled. Yep. To go and get Nagisa. Yes. So she enters the classroom and is like, Misumi-san, I need your help. And they leave. Honoka looks like she thinks something's up as they leave the classroom. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I guess it is kind of weird that she's just suddenly taken out of class. Also, we learned that the class that uh, Na Nagisa was taken out of is most likely supposed to be run by Pissard because no one shows up. 
Well, it could have been um, Yoshimi also, because she doesn't show up either. You're right. If the teacher's not here in 15 minutes, we can leave. Just imagine yeah. all the students just leaving the classroom. Well, they're not going to leave the classroom in this, because they're in, like, a high middle school, I think, actually. Yeah, they're middle schoolers. I think they're in the middle of middle school, because middle school goes to ninth grade in Japan. And then high school is mm -hmm. the last three years. Also, my watch is beeping, and I'm trying to muffle it. So I'm sorry if anyone hears any yeah, beeping. Yeah, I was hearing it. Oh, God. There's an alarm set on my watch that I have no idea how to stop. So, like, every time at, like, 1.03, my watch just goes off. Hmm. So I'm sorry for any beeping that you hear in the background for this minute. Oh, it's fine. It's done. We do see the vice principal come up to Pissard and say, Hey, aren't you supposed to be in class right now? And Pissard just kind of turns and glares at him. And the vice principal's like, oh, Well, you know, just do whatever you want. Bye. Because he's a coward. Yes. And Nagisa is taken to the gym where Pissard reveals himself to her. She finally realizes that he's the evil guy that they've been fighting against. And he wants- He- He does a very quick transformation here. Like, he spins around the teacher and suddenly is transformed? Yeah. Why don't evil villains get transformation sequences? Right? Right. I can't imagine what it'd be like. There's just heavy metal music from the 80s playing in the background. It would be like the KISS transformation sequences from Scooby-Doo Rock and Roll Mystery. You're right. So, we learned that Nagisa didn't take Meeple with her because Honoka shows up with both Bipple and Meeple so that they can transform and fight. Yes. So Pissard summons a Zakena. Yes, he summons three of them because it possesses three different gym equipment. Yeah. Um, which isn't readily apparent at first because I just see him summon the one which then like inhabits just like some of those platforms that I guess you try to jump on. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. And you stack them up higher. I'm not sure what they're called, but they're the ones like... Well, you jump over them. So that starts attacking them first. Which is a really weird thing to try to become also. It's like a weird thing to make a monster of. Yeah. I guess he was just looking around the gym like, what can I use to fight these? The next thing that's been possessed are basketballs. Yes, because they have to go up in the rafters, I guess, to save yes. Yoshimi. Because I guess Pissard put her up there, and they're like, so they climb up the ropes that you have in gym class sometimes, where you have to like try and climb to the top. Mm-hmm. Did you have to do that in gym class? Nope. You, you never had to climb a rope in gym? No. Is that not a thing? Downs? It is a thing in other gyms, I have learned. Or I assume because of cultural osmosis. I did not have that. Ah. 
That's so weird, because I had to do that in both middle school and in high school. I don't think any of the gyms at any of my schools that I went to would have had a spot for those ropes to even be. Hmm. I haven't been in school for quite a while, so I don't remember exactly, like, what they were tied to. No, I'm wrong. I only had to do it... I did it in elementary school and middle school, but I never did it in high school because we didn't have a rope to climb up on in high school. But we did in middle school and elementary school. Hmm. Which is weird. Yeah. Middle school gym for me was just a lot of playing dodgeball and dodgeball variants. You know, same. It was a lot of dodgeball. I was actually pretty good at dodgeball because I was small enough to like dodge out of the way. So usually I'd be left by myself and then realize that I'm not good at the rest of dodgeball where you have to throw it at people. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because then it's just me and like three or four other people. I'm like, I can dodge really well, but I can't throw to save my life. So, I just realized that I'm not... The thing that I'm thinking of may not have even existed. Oh, wait, maybe. Okay, so... In my middle school, there was... We mostly played a variant of dodgeball called Battle Ball. Sounds fun. I think that was the one we played. It's. It was mostly just so that way the people who got knocked out still had to do something. How do you play a battle ball? Um. So if you get knocked out, you go to an area behind the opponent's side, and you can still throw balls from back there. Oh. I've never played it like that. And then there was another one that also had a, like, had like a bottle that you had to protect and if you, it got knocked down then all of the people you knocked out on the enemy team came back in I don't remember what that one was called either I remember this was in elementary school though where we had like these little like paddles that you like kind of like scoot around on and we would play dodgeball and there, one person would be like a nurse no a doctor and if someone got knocked out the doctor can, like, go over to them. And, like, if they touch the person, then that person's back in the game. But if the doctor got out, the game was over. So you would just see someone, like, fiercely, like, scooting around on this little, like, thing. Trying to, like, get people back in the game and not get hit by a dodgeball. Sorry, it wasn't called Battle Ball. It was called Prison Ball. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever play it with a doctor? No. So what we're learning is that a lot of people played a lot of different versions of dodgeball. They all sound... Very stupid, but also better than regular dodgeball. That's true. Being the doctor was fun because all you had to do was touch people to bring them back in the game. You didn't even have to throw anything. So as long as you didn't get hit... You're fine. So the other thing about prison ball is that if you managed to hit someone while you were in prison, it, uh, you got back into the game. Yeah. 
I feel like I played a version of Dodgeball where you could bring everyone back in if you did something, but I don't. Yeah, there was one where, like, uh, one, if you caught it, sometimes they would let you do it that way. Yeah. And then another one, like the one I was playing, I told, I mentioned, where there was the bo- the bottle that needed to be protected. I'm really glad I stopped playing dodgeball when I got to high school, because then we just played a bunch of other stuff. No, did we ever play dodgeball? No, we played a different game that's kind of like dodgeball, but it was, like, more complicated. But I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it was called. Because, like, there was, like, sections on the floor you had to, like, stay in to play this game. It was just... Gym class was really weird. I got hit by a kickball once. White in the face. Oh. Yeah. Because I was running to the, the home base and someone was trying to throw the ball at me to get me out. And they hit me right in the face. But I got to I got to home. I got that point. I also had to go to the nurse because it hurt. Uh, anyways. Enough about dodgeball. Uh, so they managed to get up there and punch all the basketball honoka punches all the basketballs away while nagisa starts bringing the teacher back down the rope no she doesn't punch them away she starts karate chopping the basketballs yes which is really good and then the music cuts out as they climb down the rope yeah (laughs) and it's just weirdly quiet and then we get the final zakuin zakena One of these days, I will say these words correctly. It's like a big blanket. Yes. At first, I thought there's going to be something behind the curtain that was going to be transformed, but it's just the curtain itself. Yeah. And it starts wrapping them up to suffocate them. And then it starts spinning really fast like a tornado, which has to be awful if you're inside this carpet tornado. Yeah. And they stay in that for a while before getting thrown into the wall. Yes. And the teacher's very lucky that she's, in f- like, being held by Kira White so that she doesn't, like, impact the wall because, well, I can believe that the pretty cures can handle being thrown into a wall, which makes a hole that the teacher would not survive being thrown into a wall at that force. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Yes, so she's very lucky that she was being held, or else we'd have seen her die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do their super move. Yes. We get Cure... Not Cure. We get White Thunder, Black Thunder, and then Pretty Cure, Marble Screw. And... And... Yeah. Go ahead. We see the enemies defeated and all the stars escape. Mm-hmm. And we cut back uh, to the... Nagisa actually remarks about the Gomena, which is like, oh, hey, it's those guys again. <laughs> They're very good. I like the little, like, star-shaped Gomena. Yes. They're just like, oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the classroom, and we learn that no one's been, like, been there in a while, like Nagisa, Honoka, and the teacher. No one's, like, showing back up 
Well, yeah, I mean, it was just the teacher and then the two people who were going to be doing the field trip thing. Maybe it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing I would have preferred is if they were like, ah, those two are missing again. Hmm. I hope that someone says something eventually, be like, you two are gone a lot, and together. Hmm. But we cut back to the gym, and we see them waking up the teacher, and instead of being, like, thankful, or, like, concerned about why she's suddenly in the gym, passed out, she starts saying, hey, why aren't you in class right now? Yeah. Like, she gets really mad at them. And, like, even if she doesn't remember what happened, I feel like if I woke up in a different location than I was before, I'd be more concerned about what happened to me than, hey, my students are in class right now. Yeah. But that is it. We finish the episode and we get the ED. Which still rolls. It does. And we get a preview of the next episode, which, if you were think wondering if the social studies field trip is going to be an episode, it is going to be next episode, where they go to a museum. So, look forward to episode four, Night of the Museum, Pretty Cure Edition. <laughs> uh, let me get the actual names of them real quick. Yes, episode four, Mystery at the Museum, or A Miracle? The Art Museum Comes to Life. But until then, you can find us at Prepod Engaged on Twitter. And you can find me, personally, at Magical underscore Pride. And you can find me, personally, on Twitter at Madlobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. And I haven't mentioned this before, but if you want to come on and talk about Pretty Cure with us, whether you're a new fan, you're just watching along with us for the first time, or you've seen a few seasons, or you've seen all of them. If you've seen all of them, you'll know more than me. So, you can slide into our DMs if you want to come and talk about Pretty Cure with us. Please. But, until then, we need your help, Meepo! Meepo. <laughs> and that's a wrap. <laughs>